You're listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swipe East, Swipe West, the dating and culture podcast that focuses on differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley, and you can find us on Instagram at Swipe East, Swipe West and on TikTok at AshDavy underscore, and that's at A-S-H-D-A-V-I underscore. I'm coming at you live um, right after a root canal, so apologies if my voice is a little bit off right now, but anything for the podcast, right? So starting it off this week with a little life update. Last weekend, I was at my friend Rocco's wedding in Denver, and my friend Rocco and I, so we actually knew each other way back in high school. So it was interesting because actually that was one of my first weddings Actually, I think it was my first wedding where I was there on the groom's side. Normally, I'm in weddings where I know the bride or I'm in the bridal party. And on top of it, I normally know the bride and groom really well. But Rocco met his soulmate right before the pandemic. So I had not had a chance to go out and meet his bride beforehand. So it was really nice to get to meet her and see some kids from high school that honestly, I haven't seen in some of them like 10 years. Like Some of them I keep in touch more than others. But that was a really good time. Did give my number to the videographer really cheekily on my way out. Nothing really happened there just because don't live there, obviously. Um, and we were staying at a hotel where there was an anime convention. So that was kind of neat. If you've been following the pod, you know I love anime, specifically Sailor Moon, but overall fun time. But it's only been a week since the last episode with Brand Flakes. So I don't have too many other updates since I was out of town. I feel like now that things are getting warmer, there's some sort of like mass haunting occurring. I don't think it's specific to LA. I feel like it's around the country where all the ghosts that have been in hiding, like the guys that have been ghosting you, they're like resurrecting themselves as zombies and like coming out from their hibernation of COVID in the winter and they're like out on the prowl and trying to cast net of what girl that I ghosted can I text you up to and see if I can uh, hang out with her again. So I've gotten a few of those recently, which has been kind of interesting and been running into some people on dating apps that uh, conversations have fizzled out on again on the street. So I don't really know what's happening, but there's certainly something in the air and we'll see what is in store. This weekend, I'm supposed to be heading out to Coachella. Coachella weekend too. If you are listening and you're active on social media, I'm sure that you've seen a lot of the drama with Revolve Festival and some influencers and a lot of people complaining about weekend one. I'm a huge avid festival goer. I love music festivals. I many times prefer them over concerts just because I feel like you get a lot of bang for your buck. You get to see a lot of really amazing people. And it's just a great experience. Uh, The crowds are normally great, depending on the festival as well. So I love festivals. I've been so excited to go to Coachella just because it's been on my bucket list. And now I'm finally in California, you know, no longer on the East Coast. So it's a lot easier for me to get to. So I was a little bummed to see some of the videos, like kind of bashing it last week. I think a lot of it had to do with some of the influencer events that people were going to that were in that space and working and some things that happened there. It looked like there were still some hiccups, which I kind of get to an extent just because this is a huge festival and things are now coming back and I feel like they're working their things out. Like I had some hiccups when I went to EDC back in October. So I'm hoping maybe they'll work through that for this weekend, but I'm really hoping that myself as just a music lover and goer will have a good time. But I'll let you know how that goes. Diving into the episode this week, I am so excited to have Amberella. If you are not familiar with Amberella, she is a street artist who originally was based in Philadelphia. Currently, she's bi-coastal and resides on the West Coast out in San Diego with a brief stint that she had in Long Beach. And her work is based off of things that have happened in her life relating to love, relationships, and dating which is why I thought she would be perfect for this podcast. So this has been in the works for a while. I actually met her at an event out when I was back in Philly around Christmas time and bought some of her merch and was talking to her then. So I think this episode's really great because if you're not as familiar with Amberella's work, 
You can definitely check it out, but you'll hear about how she got started. You'll learn more about all of her work. So what she does, she has a few different types of work, but I think something that's really well known, she has goth hearts, which are these black hearts and various sayings on them related to her experiences in dating. You'll also get a more personal side of Amberella, just hearing about some of her relationships that led to some of these hearts that you've maybe seen around um, specifically Philadelphia or maybe even out on the West Coast. So you'll hear a lot about that, her experiences, anything that's been the same or different from the different locations she lived and even maybe what's next. So let's dive into it. Ambrella, I'm so excited to talk to you today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so stoked to be here as well. I love talking about relationship and love, and I I tend to geek out on that stuff, so I'm pretty stoked. I know. Me, me too, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to start off with asking you about your art, um, because that's how I, I know you, is from your artwork. So what got you started with that, with your with your hearts and your street art um, back in Philadelphia? Yeah, um, a ri- the way that I got into the streets is that I had created a body of work about catcalling. And conceptually, it made sense to put the catcalls back into the street where they originated. I had kind of like compiled catcalls I had heard over like a 12-year period of time in Philly. and. Anyways, once I got into the streets, I fell in love with the idea of being able to just put my work up whenever I felt like it and kind of walk away from it. And the hearts came about, I was off and on with a person. I won't even say a relationship. Well, I guess it's a relationship, but I was off and on with someone for like many years. I want to say like eight years. And it was really like toxic. And I remember, you know, just wanting to like, express like the emotions that I was feeling within that relationship. And I, I really didn't have much of a backbone then. And I think like the way of like moving those like feelings through my body was through the hearts. Like I would just put these sayings, well, feelings, not even sayings in the hearts, like you blew it you're all I need, all I ever wanted. So I would put them in the hearts and just like put them in the streets, like kind of just like put them out into the universe. And it was kind of like my therapy at the time. And of course, everything I was putting up is like universal. Like we all have like a range of emotions when it comes to relating with another person. So that's really like how the goth hearts, I called them, started and I just call them that because they're all black hearts so yeah that's kind of how they got their name I have one right now oh yeah I love your hat (laughs) (laughs) I love the flame I know I'm wearing your beanie (laughs) yay yeah I think something important like about my work is that it's truly like a living, breathing embodiment of my heart and like what's happening in my life. And like, that's how like every heart came about is like, as I was like going through whatever emotion and sharing it, it was directly related to like what was happening in my life. And I mean, there's a million stories about the hearts that, I mean, I've, I've shared some over the years, but every heart has a story, like a personal story, but it's kind of like once it hits the streets, it's just everyone else's. Like I just put it on the wall and walk away from it. And they seem to find the people that need to see them. Yeah. And I love that because it's kind of like you're leaving what you're feeling in that relationship, like you said, behind, like you're getting those feelings out and then you're walking away. And I feel like that's how it it became so popular is that it is something everyone can relate to. Like the one I'm wearing right now, it says no. And I feel like I've been going through that so much with like my quote relationships with men recently. I'm just like, no, like I'm done with you. Leave me alone. And so I immediately was like drawn to that. And I know I feel like a lot of women and men honestly can relate to, to a lot of the sayings from the artwork that they've seen around Philly and the other cities you lived in as well. Yeah. And I think it's interesting to think back to, you know, 
I used to not understand that my full range of emotions was a gift to a masculine partner. Like I thought that like, I like, I learned, like I learned to be like play good girl. And I mean, this is a long time ago. I've put in a lot of work since then. And like, I know that's not true anymore, but like looking back, I'm like, wow, like everything happens in perfect timing. And it's like, if I had known what I know now, like the hearts wouldn't even exist because I wouldn't have like put them in this like piece of art on a wall on the street. I would have just said that to the person. (laughs) So I like think that's so interesting to like really trust that everything's like in its time. Yeah. And can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Like what, like what types of things have you learned now that's changed a bit of that perspective? Yeah, for sure. I mean, one piece of this is that, you know, these bodies of work like span so many years of my life. Like, I want to say maybe the heart started in 2015, I think. So a piece of this is that I like realized like, you know, this person that like, I was like entertaining for so many years, like in between boyfriends and this and that and other thing, like, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I choosing this type of relationship? And so I, you know, ended it for good. And I got into therapy. And like, I I was I got curious. And I was really interested in like, why I was doing what I was doing. And that's when I started the power hearts, which are like the second body of work that are the hearts. And those are all like phrases relating to like relationship with oneself. So I would like put those up along my route every day to like therapy or like wherever I was going. So that kind of was like the beginning of like me really getting serious about like self-reflection relating to relationships and men. And then like from that, it led me to like studying a lot of like Buddhist teachings. And then like over the past two years, I've been working with a couple teachers doing a lot of embodiment work. And like that has just like transformed so much of my life and like how I look at love and relationship. I like wish I would have known this stuff 20 years ago. I'm 41. so. That's kind of like the path, but it's like, it's, it's really like hard work and I love it. Like I'm, I'm, I have always been into like personal growth, but it wasn't until like, you know, I was saying like maybe 2016 or 17 that I, I really like wanted to work on my personal growth work relating to others like relating to like love and relationship. And was there something or like a relationship that happened that sparked that? Or was that just something that like over time, you kind of just got to a point that you you wanted to try that on your own? I mean, it was that um, looking at like why I was choosing to be with that one person that was like, it was just like an unhealthy relationship. It was that. And then like later, I really got once I was in a really healthy place with myself and like, choosing like, to be in better relationships, I got really interested in learning about like how to step in and out of like my masculine and feminine, because I feel like I used to think that like, it was attractive to a partner that I could like do everything that I was like good at everything. Like, I'm like, I can go like build the shelf. I can go like do all these things. And like, and I don't know, like something over the years made me wonder like about that, I guess. And that's when I like started reading. I was like, I was researching like masculine and feminine energy and like masculines, like, when you're still and solid and grounded and like feminine would be like the breeze, like the energy and the flow of things. And like, I'm really in my flow creatively as an artist, but like I run my own business. So like, I'm really in my masculine, like a lot of the times and like, I don't want to be in partnership. So that's how I got 
interested in embodiment work and like polarity and like learning how to, you know, share my full range of emotions and like be able to like ramp up like the polarity that I have between like in partnership learning that you know if my partner's in his feminine in the moment like me being in my feminine like that's not hot <laughs> like <laughs> like for us like opposites attract you know like right. that whole idea of yin and yang is like so powerful and like it's been life changing for me to like get to have the opportunity to work with the teachers i've worked with the past 2 years as far as like relationship, I mean, I've learned over the past two years, what my healthy needs are, like truly what my healthy needs are and my like deep desires. And I know exactly what I want. I know who I am. Like I'm solid in my boundaries and my nose and like, I'm 41 and I'm like, I'm just, I just know that now, but I realized that in general, most people don't really know that. And that's what I've found through dating. It's like the more that I evolve and learn, I'm finding like, I'm seeing that the less men I meet actually know like what they want or like who they are. So that's been really interesting. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, especially in this day and age of dating when you have like dating apps and you're just inundated with choice and options, especially being in very metropolitan cities. And I like what you said about the masculine mm -hmm. and feminine, because I was just talking to someone, a, a relationship coach about the interplay there. And that if you are too masculine or too feminine and you find someone that isn't balancing you out, like it, it just won't work in yeah. in a relationship because exactly what you said, you're you're too similar. So it's interesting that you were able to pick up on that as well through the work that that you've been doing. Yeah. And it's like, you know, nothing to do with gender. Like a lot of people right. don't understand that, that have never heard or dove into like masculine and feminine energies. But I always like to like remind people it's not about gender. Right. Exactly. And then has this affected your art, art at all? Like, has, have you noticed, like, as you've been kind of coming to these realizations that your artwork has changed or the types of phrases you use has changed or your hearts have changed at all? Yeah, I mean, I, they still like, are just like a living, breathing, like reflection of like, whatever I'm going through at the time. I think like, I did one that said magnetic last year because one of the things that like I had worked with with one of my teachers is the idea that like we are taught our whole lives that like our longing is like not beautiful or like our grief and our pain is not beautiful and like they should be hidden and like the whole idea of the practices that we were doing were that they're actually magnetic like to be in your longing or grief or pain with an open heart creates this like beautiful energy that's actually a magnet. And so, yeah, it's like any heart that I've put out directly comes from like what I'm like living in my life. I'm excited because I'm going to be doing a new body of work soon. And it, it has to do with like a lot of the relationship work that I'm working with this past year. So that's really cool. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. yeah I'm excited. Is that going to be, um, cause I know you're bi-coastal. So is that going to be based in Philly or San Diego, both any insider info? <laughs> So yeah, I'm gonna start working. I'm gonna be I can't really say where I'm doing it yet. Because like we haven't um, had like a discussion, but I'm gonna be doing like an artist residency in Philly um, in May to start working on the project kind of like just to like, have like a container for myself, like something that's holding me accountable that I'll like go there every day for a couple hours and like, work on the project. And of course, like when I put my work up, it always like is first seen in Philly because that's like my heart and soul mm -hmm. of my creative body. So like I always say like my creative body and my community is in Philly. 
And then like my physical and spiritual bodies out West, it just like thrives in like nature and the desert, the ocean, the forest. I feel similarly um, because I moved out to Long Beach um, right before the pandemic. And I had never, I grew up on the East Coast and we we have nature, but it's definitely not the same. And my first time really mm-hmm. out truly in the desert, I just like felt completely out of body. Like I was a totally new person just being out in that type of environment with like the rocks and that landscape, I just felt like completely regenerated and like a whole new person, like very spiritual, like something I can't even like fully describe it when I came back. Like, I just like completely feel revived whenever I go to the desert. It's like something I never experienced on the East Coast. Yeah. It's like got this really, truly like this magic energy that's like quiet and still and it's just yeah everyone should experience it (laughs) yes agree (laughs) so another question i have for you is about your dating and relationship experiences on each coast because i know you lived in philly and then you were out in the la area and san diego so how have those dating experiences compared? Have they been different, similar? I'm interested to hear your perspective. Yeah. I have a lot to say. I was kind of like thinking (laughs) about this earlier today. Let's see. I guess where I'll start is like, I thought it would be kind of cool to share like where my past few relationships kind of originated from. Because I feel like it's so interesting to me, at least nowadays, to hear like if someone met their partner virtually or like in real life. So I was kind of thinking about that today, if you're interested. Yes. So yeah, like I, cause I was just like, oh my gosh, like it's just, I don't know. So as I was thinking about it, I'm like, huh, like, well, I'll start by saying, I feel like I can't really go on the dating apps in Philly because I feel like it will be like, the heart girls on the dating app. <laughs> yeah. So I think I've only gone on the dating app like many years ago in Philly, like one time. And it's funny because at that time, the person that I matched with was actually someone that I had known for like a long time in Philly, but like never in like a romantic way. And so we ended up dating so technically i he was he was my boyfriend for a while and technically we met on the dating app but it's like we already knew each other Mm -hmm. so yeah and then another boyfriend that i had that was on the west coast i met at like a grateful dead cover band like it was totally random like we just like met at this show and like we ended up like listening to records all night and like making out and like we were long distance, like, cause I was still living in Philly for like a while. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. We actually lived together for a while on the West coast, like on the down low, I guess like, it's funny because it's like, I put my heart all over the streets and like all over the world, but it's like, I'm kind of, I'm pretty private. Like when it comes to my personal life, I mean, I do share stories here or there, but yeah. So that person was just like random. Like I loved it. Cause I felt like it was in the nineties, like before everything was virtual. And like, that's how I always want to meet someone. Yes. Like it's so exciting and fun. Yeah. And then like another partner that I met was like through Instagram, but not random. Like we had like a common person that we knew and we, I like vetted him first, you know? Yeah. And we started following each other and and he was a past partner. So in between like those past few boyfriends, I did go on, I think Hinge I went on for a little bit when I was living in Long Beach, actually, because I've kind of lived around different places on the West Coast. And what I found interesting is like, 
I was taking it way more seriously than other people. So like, I'm not like savvy with the apps, you know? And so I found like, I was really disappointed at first because like, I was being really intentional and thoughtful with like, who I was like, accepting a conversation with or like, you know, and then I would be really disappointed because I'm like, wow, I just, they just wasted my time. Like, I don't, have that kind of time, you know, to just like throw down the toilet. And then I realized quickly that like, that was kind of the culture. Yep. And I just was like, this is so not for me. Yeah. And so I kind of like got away from that. And I, I had a boyfriend for a while, not through the app. It was the one that like was a common introduction. And then once we broke up, I really had this like, I felt really grounded and connected like to myself as far as like knowing like my deep desires and healthy needs and like because of all the work I had been doing. And so I was like, okay, like I'm ready to like give dating like a real go, you know? So I, I went on hinge. This is in California though. Like I can't go on hinge in Philly. And I was doing like, I was like talking to like five guys at a time and like basically like speed dating. Cause I'm like, I know like (laughs) what my healthy needs are. Like I'm a witch, like I'm highly intuitive. Like I feel really, (laughs) yeah. It's like, I, I could tell pretty quickly, like, you know, if like these men were like willing and capable of meeting my healthy needs or not, like you can figure it out pretty quickly. And like, Part of my practice as I started dating, I really wanted to be really intentional with how I was relating with these men. And like, as soon as I knew, like, we weren't a match, like, I would let them know right away. And I would like, thank them for like, three things that I loved about them. And kind of like, close the container and like, deep bow them. And like, that was like such a beautiful practice to like keeping like the energy exchange really like clean and clear. And it also like what I found was like, it revealed to me like the level of their consciousness. So like every time I like close the container with someone like, It would usually be through text, right? Because like these were, I went on one or two dates with these men. It wasn't like we needed to have a sit down conversation. So I would, you know, say like, hey, I just wanted to drop in with you. I realized that I don't want to continue what we've started. And like, sometimes like one guy like told me he liked to do Coke occasionally. So I said, hey, I know that like, I wouldn't be able to be in partnership with someone that does coke occasionally. Like I had a great time on the date you took me to do whatever. Like it was so thoughtful of you, like praised him. And then I wish you well, like deep bow. And like, it was just so cool to like, however the man responded to me was like the level of his consciousness. Literally some men were fucking mean some men were so offended like yep. this one guy was like well it seemed like you liked me or like I, I don't believe you there's something else going on or like like I was lying to them and I'm like no like we're just you know we're not aligning like I'm not lying it's hard to be direct and honest first of all and like close the container you know I'm not, I'm not lying to you and then other men like there were like maybe two men that like had beautiful responses back to me. And like, that made me like, Oh my God, did I fucking make a mistake? Like he was able to like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm like, no, like he can yeah. communicate and it's like emotionally mature. And like, yeah, but that was like really interesting. And then something that was like, I've kind of just been looking at it as like practice for myself. So like practice relating and like being really like, again, like intentional and like having an open heart and like, what, how can I gift these people that I may only meet one time? Like, how can my heart be a gift to them? Even if it's just for one date and we never see each other again. And like, how can I keep the energy really clean and end things in a beautiful way? 
so that like years later, I'm not having to clean up anything. I think something that was hard for me that I'm, I'm proud of myself is like, no matter how hot any guy was, like if I knew he didn't meet my healthy needs and like, wouldn't be a good partner, I ended it. And like, that's hard. Like I can say like, I didn't do that in the past, you know? Yeah. So that little stint only lasted, I don't know, maybe that was for like two months. I had several occasions that I got ghosted, you know, which just doesn't feel good. And I did have one of my teachers has really taught us the importance of like making art out of everything. And like, I love that. I already do that pretty much. I'm an artist in like every way, but like to have someone like encourage us to do that. I took that into practice, like in these circumstances when I was ghosted, like I was dating someone, I think we only went on two or three dates and I was really interested in him and I like didn't hear from him. So I wrote him a haiku Oh, and like I sent it to him and it was like this incredible example of like, it blasted his heart open. Like we had a conversation and I was like, wow, like this is really powerful work. So like, I've just been like, when I date doing that, but I think another piece to this is like, I typically like in between like boyfriends or if I'm dating someone seriously that I could see as a potential partner, like when that ends, like I really give myself time to like get back into my body and like kind of like even like grieve and honor like what was or like what I thought was going to be before I like am rushing out to like be with another person or like I just like and I don't think many people do that and especially like the men that I've come in contact with and it's really like disheartening and like it feels like you know people talk a lot about fast fashion right yep it's 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 fucking fast being fast with fucking women and it pisses me off and like it's just so shitty and like yucky and those aren't the best words. Those aren't the words that I really want to use, but I feel like that part of all this just like breaks my heart over and over again. Like, because I'm just like being so intentional, you know, and careful with people and like honoring people. And I want to treat every man that I meet. I want to see the King in him. And like, I want him to know that. And like, give him that gift. And like a lot of these men don't even see the king in themselves. So it's just sad. I don't know. It feels, I don't know that there's a difference between the coasts either. Like, I I, I don't know. Like, I, I hear a lot of people say like, oh, like this place is a horrible place to date or this place is a horrible place to date. But I don't know. I'm struggling <laughs> dating in general. I mean, the last person I was dating was someone that I've known for many, several years. And I always kind of friend zoned him. Yeah. I felt like his energy was leaky with men, but I did see like a difference in him and he felt more grounded and like my heart opened to him and we were dating and he ended up pretty much ghosting me. I mean, he ended things with me. Oh, yeah. He ended things with me through a text message saying he was going through really heavy shit from the past. And I believed him. And I, I, I honor that. And I want, I would never want to take away someone's time that they're trying to better themselves or heal or whatever. Yeah. And I, I really believed him. And then again, I'm a witch. Two days later, he was with another woman on New Year's Eve, and I knew it. Stop. No. Yeah. And it, Oh, my God. So that was really, like, hurtful. And just, like, I'm just like, wow. Like, I believe, I believe 
people when they say something to me. So that was a bummer. And then, and I know he was with other, I think he has a girlfriend now, but I asked him for a conversation to have like a clearing conversation because I'm like, I don't want this to turn into crust, right? Like we had like a friendship and a professional relationship for many years. And I think it's worth me bringing to him like questions or like getting curious and trying to just ask the source, right? Like I, I'd rather ask him than like create story and like resentment. So I asked him, could we have a conversation on the phone, in person, like a clarifying conversation. I'd love to understand some things. Like, would you be so generous? He said, of course. And so I was in Philly, you know, and I let him know and I didn't hear from him. Oh my God. For several days. And I'm like, I'm holding this person accountable though. I'm like, I'm holding him accountable to his word. So you know, I don't know. I sent him like a raised hand emoji. Like, where are you? (laughs) (laughs) He said he was having a family emergency, which, you know, it's like, it's like at this point, like, do I believe you? Because you could have said, Hey, I'm having a family emergency before I had to ask you where you were. So then at this point, it's like, how much longer can I be generous with my kind, open heart? Yep. And that's where like the no comes in. It's like, okay, now we're done. Cause I've given you so many opportunities. I wanted to clear things with you. And now my boundary is set. Like I'm done. You know, if, if he wants to try to clear things in the future with me, that would be beautiful. But at this point, my Kali is out. Like at this point, I'm walking down the streets of Philadelphia with a torch of fire. I better not see you. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I feel the same way sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, okay, so now I'm in the, you know, kind of grieving of like what I thought we shared and like, you know, dealing with like clearing that myself. And then I'll be open to dating again, you know, because I don't want to bring any like muck to like the next person. I I don't think that's fair. And like one of my teachers always shares like the whole idea of like loving without history. Like, can you love without history? And I love that. Like, I want to show up to someone and not put my past experiences on them. I want to show up with like, without all of that, you know, and I think that's possible. And now the the thing is like I'll be traveling till mid June all over the country so it's like what is a girl in the year 2022 to do I can't go on a dating app because I'm all over the place <laughs> yeah so I don't know it's like it's so strange I just I just stay open as like love and a magnet and I just have to like, I just feel like I'm floating around until someone snatches me up. But it's like, where is he? <laughs> like, yeah. I really want to know. I'm <laughs> really alone. <laughs> I, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I feel the same. Like, I mean, I'm in a different, I'm not in the same dating app situation as you, but I, I don't like them at all. I had like a little better luck when I was in Philly on them. Uh, I just feel like people there were a little bit more receptive to going on dates and were nicer, but it's very difficult in LA just because the distance, I feel like people either, like it either fizzles out once, like I feel like they make judgments quick or it fizzles out or like people out here are really pretty. And if you don't have a certain like aesthetic, they kind of just like swipe through you. was another thing I found now that things are more open because also that's all we had for the most of the time I was here because of the pandemic. Now that people are going out more, I've been like really just trying to be open to like meeting people in public, which has been going a little bit better. But everyone I'm meeting, not that I want to like put a limit on age, they've all just been like a, a lot younger than me and very much into just like a hookup vibe, which like I, I'm not, I'm just going, I'm a go with the flow kind of person. Like I'm just, you know, taking what I'm getting, but I'm just kind of like, all right, well, I'm not going to date you. So this is fine for now, yeah. but it's not necessarily like something long-term, but 
Yeah. The more that I've been meeting people here, like I, I kind of agree, like every city I think has a different dating struggle. I think Philly has a lot of like bros and like a hookup culture. I think LA, just a lot of the men, like <laughs> some of them are nice, but they're also like, a lot of them are just mean, like just <laughs> mean from my experience. So those were like some of the biggest things, plus like the distance and some other stuff. But I mean, ghosting is everywhere. Yeah. Like you were just saying, you know, if you like, I just had got into it with a guy in San Diego that I had met. So, you know, there's, there's jerks everywhere <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah, it's everywhere. Something that I struggle with too is I don't drink. So like, I'm not really like out at bars. I don't know. I always kind of struggle with like, where do I go to meet? people but I honestly like do so much every day like I really like I don't know what putting yourself out there is but it's like I'm going to the farmer's market I'll go to like a gong bath I go to kundalini yoga like I go hiking like I'm all over the country like I don't know I just have to trust in timing well, that's, I think two part of it is, and I've been on like TikTok and seeing a lot of this stuff is that there's now like this whole conversation, like informal conversation about men approaching women versus women approaching men. And like a lot of men are scared to approach women or like don't want to, or either they're either insecure about it, or they think that women don't want them to. I also think men do it the wrong way a lot of the time. The cat calling, like you were saying earlier, like I've had men recently just start like yelling at me on the street and like, I'm not okay with that. But if a man like starts an appropriate conversation, like you said, like next to me at a farmer's market, like that I'm open to, but I think they just like don't know how. Again, like just because of all this like online dating and dating apps are used to just being like, hey, hey, what's up? Like nice photo. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's like a whole nother dynamic too about, like, how do you do that? Even at a bar, bar, not, not at a bar. Mm -hmm. um, so that also makes it difficult. <laughs> that really lands with me. I think that like, I mean, everywhere I go, I feel like I'm like open and you're right. I think that I'll smile at people like, and most people like people get confused or I'll say hello when I'm walking down the street and a lot of people don't say anything back. And I'm like, oh, this is the world <laughs> we live in. But I don't care. I'm going to keep doing it. Like, I want to connect in real life. So that's interesting. I didn't know about that conversation. But that makes sense. And I think that, like, another piece of this is, I think with, like, feminism like it's created this barrier where men like don't know what to do yep as far as they're afraid and like I'm like I want to be led I yes I want someone to tell me what to do I have to tell myself what to do all day with work I yes. do want someone to tell me what to do and lead me please but it's like we have like because of feminism like well, part of it is that I believe I think men are left not knowing they don't want to be out of line or they like don't mm -hmm. know what we want. I don't know. I'm just guessing. No, I think that's what it is, <laughs> honestly, because I've seen men like I've actually seen videos where men say they don't want to approach women because they're like scared of like consent and they think that like women don't want to be approached. And I'm like, Maybe like that's the case for some, like I obviously am and not can't speak for everyone, but I personally, like I will approach a man if I want to, but I would much rather have someone come talk to me. Like I'm the same as you. Like I want to be chased. I want a man to come up to me and ask for my phone number. I find that very attractive. Again, like in an appropriate way, don't come up and be like touching on me if I don't know you, but even just like, Hey, like, yeah. how's your night? Hey, like, Look at those tomatoes. Like, I don't know. You know, it's like not like I'm a simple person. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh my so. goodness. Yeah. What a time to be trying to date. <laughs> I know. It's so hard. <laughs> it is so hard. 
And I'm considering moving. So I feel like I'm living in a dead zone, actually. So I will say I feel like I'm living in a dead zone in San Diego as far as like dating. So I'm not on the app. So I did do the apps here for about two months. And that's when I was doing like the speed dating. And I actually did. I did meet someone that I really liked on the app. And we had a lot of dates and like things were getting more serious but he again like he was like wow you really know like what you want in relationship and he was like I don't think that I know like so it ended and I'm like okay (laughs) but what I was gonna say is like I'm not on the apps and it's like I'm finding that unless I'm on the apps like I'm not getting a date with anyone which I'm like, this is crazy. So I've been like looking into moving because I'm so lonely. So I'm thinking of Austin, Texas. Oh. Yeah. Like I've never even been there. My Reiki master, she is like an intuitive for me too. And she read my like astrological mapping And she said that my love line is there and my career line. And like, yeah, I'm not basing everything on that. But like, I do have the freedom to like, move if I wanted to. So I'm kind of like, all right, like, maybe I should try a different place. Um, I've heard that like, there's a pretty big spiritual community there as far as like, meditation, embodiment, like the things that I'm really passionate about. So I'm open to living somewhere where there's those types of community, art, and warm weather. So I'm going to go explore. But it's really because I would love to have partnership someday and like share my life with someone. I mean, if I was just going to like be in paradise forever by myself, I would totally stay in San Diego. But like, I'd love to share my life with someone. Isn't that crazy though, that you feel you need to move where you're from to find a partner? Like that's like, that's part of why I'm even like doing this podcast is like where you live. Like, again, like there's difficulties dating anywhere, but like, it's so drastic there that you need, feel you need to leave to go find someone that aligns with you. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause like, When you first reach out to me, I'm like, oh, like, it doesn't matter, like, where you live, really. And like, I guess it does, because this has transpired. Like, I just kept saying, like, every weekend, I'm like, I literally speak out loud. I cannot believe I don't have a boyfriend. Because like, I do the funnest stuff over the weekend. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this by myself. It's fine. But I want to share it with someone. And I'm always like, wow. And so I'm kind of like, huh, like, and then I had that reading from my, um, my Reiki master and she, I said, Hey, I just, I don't know where to live. Like I keep saying out loud, like, what am I doing here? And in the mapping, it showed for love, like this whole just dead zone where I am now too. So I was like, all right. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Austin is, it's a, I've been there a few times. It's fun. Yeah. I think like at the end of the day, like right now for me, like any like time in the future that I choose to go on the app, it would strictly be for practice in relating. Like that's how I'll look at it. I don't think I'm going to meet my future or somebody on there. If I did, that would be really cool. But like, I really like, I'm just going to use it as like practice, you know, it's like, that's, I think that's how it would like serve me best, I guess. I don't know. It's so weird. I, I really, a couple like of my family members and friends have been like, oh my goodness, like you should get a matchmaker. They're so expensive. Yeah. Like I've like, heard that. <laughs> they're really Yeah. I mean, I was like, okay, like that sounds awesome. Like, I don't know. Should I do like a GoFundMe for a matchmaker? The heart girl needs a matchmaker. (laughs) I'm just joking. No, make a special heart for it and all the proceeds go towards the matchmaker. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. I don't know what to do. I mean, there's nothing to do though. That's the thing. It's like, all I can do is be open and like be in my longing and like to keep doing my art and doing my life and or living my life. Yeah. And I think that like, it feels better to be that way than like have like grabby energy and like, oh my gosh, you know, like, and that's why like, I feel like it's so important to like, be able to like, be by yourself, like between partners or like, give yourself that time. Because I think people can feel when you have that like grabby type of energy. And like, I want to always stay like, rooted in my body and my heart you know so that I can share in like healthy partnership with someone someday yeah it's mentally exhausting when you're just like I have friends that are always going on dates but for me it's just mentally draining to keep doing that when you're feeling like you're not fully invested in it or it's not aligning with you right now and I also think if you're not ready it's not fair to you or the other person um, because you're not just mentally in it Like, I know there's been times in the past where even like guys that we're not like officially dating, but it's like a situationship or whatever. If I'm not like fully over it or I'm like still grieving it in my own way and like I try to move on with someone else, I just like make it worse. It just makes it worse every time. Like, I just get more upset and I've just gotten to that point where I'm like, I just need a break, (laughs) you know? So I've learned that for myself as well. I think like also something I've noticed over the years that like, I mean, just recently, I'm like, wow, like maybe I should take that as like a red flag. I think like I've noticed that like men that I've dated or been with that like can't be alone or like move from one woman to the next woman to the next woman, like have ended up being addicts, like have ended up having like addiction problems. And like, I always forget, like there is like, sex and love addiction and like I think that that's like a warning sign that like just like recently I'm like wow like I need to like notice that next time you know and like yeah because I think there's something to be said about like someone that like can't be alone or like can't pause for a second you know that seems like addiction to me and like yeah I've had experiences. I was with a boyfriend for over a year that I didn't know he previously to our relationship was an addict and like got clean to be with me and didn't tell me that. And like, he was clean our whole relationship and everything. And then I came home from a trip one day and he didn't pick me up at the airport And I got back to our house and he had moved out of our house. Like I had no idea anything was wrong. (gasps) And his friend came to me. Yeah, it was, it was so sad. We had like such a beautiful relationship. It was like, it was a great, it was so fun. And like, we were a great match. And then, yeah, that happened. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I I had no idea. I thought I had no idea. I, I didn't see it coming, obviously. And Anyways, like one of his good friends came to me after and said, Hey, like, he's an addict. Like, and he, they were like, we, we've never seen him so happy and healthy in his entire life since he met you. Like he stopped like drinking, doing drugs. They were like, he's a sex and love addict. Like, I guess I was away on a trip. I was in Philly and he had like gone out and partied and like I guess like got like started was like miles away and like slept with some other woman like he just like but it's like I didn't even know he never shared with me so like what I'm trying to say is like I don't want to be with someone that like has an an unresolved addiction problem or is hiding like their past like I want to know so that like I can support their like sobriety or like whatever it is or like I feel like it's important for our partners to know about our past like I don't think we should bring them our past and expect them to like hold that but Mm -hmm. I think they should know what we're working on or like maintaining you know I think that's healthy and yeah just a noticing that I've had recently people that 
move from one woman to the next or men, I think that's like a a warning sign that I'm going to take into consideration in the future. Yeah, because there's a difference from bringing your past into a relationship and being stressed about it and tagging like past issues and putting that onto someone versus being cognizant of your past and just letting someone know like these are things I dealt with and just working through that with someone. I think there's definitely a, a difference yeah. there. But yeah, you can be addicted to love and stuff. Yeah. And it's like important for our partners to know. I felt activated when you said this because of my past, you know, and being able to share with them. Yeah. And not put it on them. I can't wait to meet my king. Like, who is he? <laughs> like, I just like, I'm so excited. And like, I like to live in that energy. Like, the guy that I met or the guy that I was dating in Philly. A couple months ago, like I had gotten off the plane. My one girlfriend picked me up when I got to Philly and I walked out of the airport and I had this like really excited feeling. I said to her when, right when I got in the car, I said, I'm going to meet my king. Like I'm going to meet. And I was so excited. Like I could feel it. And I was like, I don't want to meet someone here though. Cause like, I want to kind of like live on the West coast mostly because of the weather. And like, you know, I go back and forth a lot. So I kept being like, this is so weird. And then I started dating that guy. And I had that same feeling when we started dating and she's like, Oh my gosh, you're in that energy. One of my good girlfriends that was in a women's group with me said to me that she used to wake up every morning so excited to meet her future partner. And I was like, I love that idea. And she's engaged now and they're having a baby. But I'm like, wow, that feels so much better in my body than waking up and being sad that I'm not with someone, right? It's exciting to have that energy of, oh my gosh, like, I cannot wait to meet him and like share in devotion with him and like love and joy and like all the things. So like, I can't wait. I'm so stoked. Ah! I think that's a great perspective Ah! to have. It's going to happen. Yeah. I'm so excited. And then I'll be on my mat, my yoga mat tomorrow, like sobbing. (laughs) Like, But that's okay. (laughs) You know, but that's like, Being like able to be in my longing though and move that through my body is part of it, you know, and still knowing that like that's beautiful and like magnetic that I have this like longing heart for this like king. Yeah. Sometimes I do pigeon pose and I just cry. I all my all my emotions in my hips and it just all comes out. So Yeah. Just you're giving it to the earth. That's what my one teacher says. Like give it to the earth. She can hold it and she can compost it. And I think it's so true. Yeah. So my last question for you. Okay. What is your favorite heart that you've created? I love, I've always loved this one. Um, show me something real. That's just always been one of my favorite ones. And like, it's just stuck with me over the years. Like, I made that because like, I felt so disconnected from the man that I was off again on again with. And I always would think just show me something real. It just felt so surface. And I think another way that that heart lands with me over the years, and especially now is like, being able to show like the full range of my emotions and know that that's a gift, you know, to the masculine or to like a partner and like, being real and not playing nice or like, that's definitely like what my mom taught me growing up, you know, it was what I've had to spend my whole adult life unlearning, you know, is that my rage with an open heart is fucking beautiful, and I don't need to hide it. So show me something real like, it's, it's grown with me that heart over the years. So I love that one. No, that's awesome. I think I think that yeah, that relates to a lot of different things and, and people and even going back to what you were saying, like, Show me who you are, like, and when you're being honest with someone and upfront and like 
show me like your real response and be direct. I think that can go a lot of different ways. Yeah, for sure. I'm just so glad that we met today. Like I had so much resistance to like our conversation today. And so that's when I'm like, okay, that means that like, I need to have this conversation. Because I just (laughs) a lot of like I've had a lot of anger and like rage towards my last dating experience and like so I'm like wow you know I'm so fucking angry today like and then I'm like who cares like that's part of it again (laughs) it's like that's the realness like it's just that's what's coming through today fine as long as I'm like rooted in my body and I have an open heart which I do, that's who I am today. I'm fucking angry. And that's the the no. No, yeah. yeah, And the no, like I spent an entire year working on my nose and boundaries. And that's where that heart comes from. And the whole idea that like our no is love for ourselves and for someone else and how important that is. And like, putting that into practice. And so I love that you're wearing that beanie. It's like, perfect. I love this beanie. I got so many compliments on it too. Oh my gosh, that's cool. (laughs) And it has like the flames. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The only other thing which I may have mentioned before is like, my heart just breaks every day at the lack of real connection that people just miss out on like because everything's like so virtual now and like I try to remind myself like oh it's a matter of perspective how can I like spin that a different way but I just like crave real in person or like real connection I guess I crave intention like intentional connection. I'm also, I think I said this before too, like an in-person person. Like, cause I, I work remote online all day. So I'm like, I just get me off the computer, get me off the apps. Like I just want to like go talk to someone in real life. Cause I feel like you get more of a gauge of a person that way too, than like texting back and forth. Like I was like talking to someone for months, like digitally. And then I met them in person. And I was like, you are not the same. <laughs> like, you're not no. who I thought you were, you know? So oh my gosh, like that, yeah. you know, that stuff can happen. That's my rule. Yeah. Like when I do, do the online dating, like I want to meet right away rather than talk. I'm after like, you know, one conversation, like I want to meet the person because I think that happens a lot. Yeah. People are just, they make this, like, they make up this person that they are online, I guess, Mm -hmm. and that you meet and it's not that person. Well, you can, and you can craft every message. Like, you know, it's, you're intentional in in a different way. Like, I, like, I like how you're dating, like you are dating in with intention of like who you're meeting and who you want to be around and who you're aligning with, but they're dating with intention of like, who can I be? It's almost like that. I don't, I'm blanking on the movie, but that movie with Katherine Heigl, where she basically changes herself completely to like be with this man and it's not who she really is. So she's like dating this man oh as like gosh. this completely different persona. And then once oh, she like, she's, movie. yes, it's similar to that where you're like putting on this fake persona. And then once, you know, your, your true self comes out, it's not who you really are. So you're, you're dating with intention to get the person. Oh, the ugly truth. That's what it is. Oh, I've never seen it. I'll watch it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, but. Cool. Oh my gosh. You know what I forgot to mention? Like that happened to me like a couple times that I was so bummed on, like, I want hot monogamy. Like I want a monogamous relationship. And like, I had a couple and I even had that in my dating profile, like over the years, um, when I was on an app before anyways, I remember two times actually in long beach that someone like matched with me or whatever you call it. I don't even know. Cause I've only used, I've used them so little, but we were like, we're having this like beautiful conversation for like like a week. And then like, after a week, the guy was like, Hey, I'm like loving getting to know you. Like you're amazing, whatever, all this stuff. And he's like, I just want to let you know, I just want to drop in with you. Like I'm actually in like an open partnership 
are you okay with that? And I'm like, I'm not fucking okay with that. My profile literally says that I want a monogamous relationship. That happened to me a couple times that I'm like, wow, you just wasted a whole week of my time. Was that on the West Coast that that happened? That was in Long Beach. That happened twice in Long Beach, actually. Like when all the poly like popping off. But it's like, don't be like deceitful, like with someone that has in their profile, I want hot monogamy. So I will say, I feel like I see a lot of more open relationships out on the West Coast than I did on the East Coast. But yeah, also, I feel like, like, I don't understand why these people think that you're going to like change your their mind or that like your profile is right. like or something. Like they're like, oh, it says monogamy, but like, let me just like see, let me just try. It's like, no, I'm writing it for a reason. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> like it. Mm, interesting. Okay. Well, thanks for the convo. So interesting and cool. Yeah. No, thanks. I love talking to you. This was great. Have a good night. Cool. Thanks. You too. Have fun in your studio. Thanks. Bye. Bye. I'd like to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible, specifically Kayla McNulty that helped create the podcast, Ray Zaragoza, The Kid Inside, Ellie Bernstein, Maggie DeBaradine, and Lindsay Weiner that all helped contribute in some sort of way. You can find us on Instagram at swipe, swipe west. Send us a DM with any questions, comments, suggestions. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great rest of your week.